Tonight is a very special night because uh, some of our people are not going to be here next week, and I kind of feel, I feel blessed because I'm the last person that they'll hear speak. I don't know if that's going to be a good thing or bad thing. They may not come back, but no, I'm kidding. Um, I just thank God that I'm here tonight. Uh, thank God that He's uh, done something and uh, He's working so diligently, uh, even this summer. I gotta say, this summer has been amazing because, uh, first of all, I've had the summer off, kind of, sorta. But uh, in the same sense as God has really done, uh, allowed me to uh, work a lot of things out that he wanted me to get ready for, for Nitro. And uh, this is a pitch for Nitro. For all my Nitro folks, we will be starting up the 5th, is that right? September 5th, so get ready. All right. Go ahead and put my picture up there. All right, guys, I'm going to ask you a question. You know I, I walk and talk. This is the way it is. Uh, what is purpose? What is purpose? <laughs> Turn my next one. All right. I'll come back to that picture in a second. What is purpose? Yes. Say again. Incentive. Okay. I got you. Anybody else? Somebody give me what is purpose? Reason for doing something. Anybody else out here? Mandy? Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you like that. <laughs> Lindsay? Do you have any ideas? Okay. Anybody else? Jared, what do you think what do you think purpose is? The reason. Okay. Go ahead and put my picture back up there. Guys, when I first came to uh North Florida, somebody brought this this right here, this game up. What's the name of this game? Chubby Bunny. Can somebody explain to me what's the purpose behind Chubby Bunny? Yes. Okay, so so what you're saying is the idea of Chubby Bunny is that you stick all those things in your mouth. But my question is, what's the purpose of Chubby Bunny? Is when <laughs> yes, huh? To make people laugh. That's a good one. What do you think? Yeah, see how good night. Yes, you're right. How, how big your mouth is. Well, guys, uh, I still haven't figured out truly what Chubby Bunny's purpose is, but I can tell you right now, a picture like that, you'll, you'll never see me with that many marshmallows in my mouth. Tonight, we're going to be talking about purpose. Purpose is a big thing, all right? And what purpose is, guys, uh, is why is the answer why. But when we deal with purpose, I ask myself, what is my purpose? And tonight, by the time it's all said and done, that first picture that we talked about, there is no true purpose behind Chubby Bunny. There is, yes, it's a fun thing. You have fun. You see how many things you can stick in your mouth and all that. But when we think about what is our purpose, this, to me, I don't think it has purpose, has purpose of fun. All right? Tonight, oh, sorry about that. When I think about purpose, the pur- what I think about is what is, what is it that I'm on this earth to do? So now we get now that we get serious, 
let me ask you all a question. What is it that we're on this earth to do? And, and by the way, don't give me the patent answers. We're in church, and I recognize that, and I know you guys have been in church all your lives. But give me, really, what do you think? This is a real thing. So tell me, what do you think? What is our purpose? Glorify God. That's, that's the good one. And I really hope that's it. Yes, what is it? To live, okay? Yes, Drew. To witness. Oh, man, that's, that's excellent. Yeah. Anybody else? Tanner, I'm going to get you since you've been running around like a crazy man today. What is your purpose? What do you think purpose is? <laughs> yeah, I'll come back. Guys, sometimes when we're in church and when we're in this setting, purpose is a whole different thing than what it is out on, in the world. Can anybody give me a worldly thought of purpose? One. Just give me one. What would be one purpose they have? Yes. Making a lot of money. Getting a great job to have a lot of money. Did you have your hand up, Natalie? Oh, okay. What, do you, what else? Whatever occupies your time the most. Yes, sir. Do anything until you die. Yes, Natalie. Please yourself. And, and that is kind of where we're going tonight, guys. Let me tell you this. Some people think that the purpose in life is to be a doctor. You know, they, they think career. So they think, okay, I can be a doctor. That's my purpose in life, to be a doctor. Some people think it's to be a lawyer or maybe even a teacher. And just like some, a couple people said is some people think it's to be rich. You know, what about, what about star athletes? You know, their purpose, some of their purpose, some of them, that's all they think about. In fact, I remember I had a friend of mine that when we were in school, the only thing he thought about was being a star athlete to play football in the NFL. That's the only thing he wanted to do. You ask him every day, what is the world he wants to do? He wants to be a running back for the NFL. Do you think he made it? Not even close. He didn't even make it to first string on our high school football team. So imagine this, and that was his purpose. And his father and mother, that's all they did was push him to play football. Okay? But you know what? The funny thing is, is let, let me ask you this. With all those things that we just got through talking about, in the realness of it, if you just think about it, is there anything wrong with that? Is there anything wrong with being rich? Are there the people that are making money? Is there anything wrong with that? No, there's nothing wrong with that. Is there anything wrong with? Turn that down just a little bit. Is there anything wrong with a, you being a star athlete, a football player that doesn't break his arm two places? Is there anything wrong with that? No, it's not. Basketball players, uh, doctors, lawyers—we need all those things. We need every one of those things. But the one thing you need to understand, guys, is that if it's not in God's will, no matter what you decide to do, then it's not the right thing. Years and years ago, when I was a lot younger, there used to be a, a movie called Do the Right Thing. How many of y'all ever heard of that? 
Okay, some of y'all, I'm way, I, I know you did, but a lot of y'all don't. But the point is, of the movie, I won't even go into why the movie is there, but the idea is to do the right thing. But the funny thing is, is if the right thing is not God's thing, it's the wrong thing. Does everybody understand? I'm saying that one more time. If the right thing is the wrong thing, if it's not God's thing, it's the wrong thing. All right? All right. So the first thing we have is the purpose. Our purpose is God's purpose. And that if there's anything I want you all to learn here today, this is the number one point, is God's purpose. How many of you all have your Bibles? Raise your hand. If you have your Bibles tonight, and I'm going to be cheating a little bit, guys. I'm going by my little sheets. I don't have, a, I don't have one of those other things over there right now. And I, I got, oh, by the way, I bought me, I finally got me a real phone, by the way. I, and it says, Droid. So I, I feel like those people that know me, they know I've always had this uh, weak, whack phone. But I finally got something that really works, all right? Uh, open up your Bibles to chap- John chapter 6, uh, 37. And what we're going to do is we'll start there. <clears throat> Will somebody read for me? I like, I like to get interactive so that we can go here. John 6, 36, I mean 37, and I'll go 37. Will you read 37 for me? Jack, uh, anybody else got your Bibles? Natalie, will you read 38? And then I'll get, will you read 39? Did you have your hand? I'm sorry. Okay, 39 and 40. You can go ahead and read both of them. All right? Remember, guys, our purpose is God's purpose. So let's, let's start off with this. Go ahead and start, Jack. Go ahead, second verse. Very good. Go ahead, next one. Guys, I know some of you all did. How many of you all heard all that? Make, I'm, I'm going to read it one more time so you all can hear the whole thing, but I'm glad you did. It says this, everyone the Father gives me will come to me, and the ones who come to me I will, cast, I will never cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that I, that I should lose none of those he has given me, but should raise them up on the last day. What's the last day, by the way, guys? The day of wrath? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Keep going. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who sees the Son, who is the Son? Jesus Christ, and believes in Him may have eternal life. And I will raise Him up on the last day. Guys, let me say this to you. Jesus' will... This, this is all this verse is saying. Even at the beginning, Jesus' will was God's will. Understand that. And let me ask you, how many of us know Jesus Christ as our personal Savior? All right. So that means, by the way, we are Christians. And what is the, what is the definition of Christians? It's to be what? Christ what? Like. That means we are in the image of Christ. So therefore, if we are in the image of Christ then whose will are we to do? Christ's will, and whose Christ's will 
Who is who is he his will after? I didn't come out right. You will take we'll we'll cut that out next week. All right. Who is who is his will after, guys? The will of the who? The Father, God the Father. Guys, that is the point of this. When we were born, we were born with a sin nature. When we were reborn, which is when we became a Christian, when we asked Christ into our lives, guess what? Now we take on the image of Christ, and the image of Christ is the will of Christ, which is God's will. So therefore, our purpose, again, will is purpose, our purpose in life is not to do our will. And that is the biggest thing. You know, it's so funny when I start thinking about all the things that, that you know, that I like to do. You know, I like to do this and I like to do that. But, you know, at some point, if God is not in it, by the time we like to do stuff and like to do stuff, do you know after a while that stuff gets old? How many of you all have ever done something and you were like, oh, this is what I wanted to do, and this is what I wanted to do, and I kept doing it? I'll give you an example. When I went to uh, school, when I was uh, graduated from high school, I graduated, and I said, okay, I want to be an engineer. So I followed the steps, and I was like, okay, I got my first. Well, I said, well, if I want to do that, I want to, be a, I want to graduate with a degree in physics. So I did the physics. And then I said, well, you know what, I need to have a strong math background. So I did my degree in math. So I had a physics and math degree because, see, I really wanted my engineering degree. So I said, hey, you know what? It's time. And so I ended up, boom, going to get my engineering degree. Because, by the way, I never said this, but my division teacher, which is the division teacher that I had, division teacher is the person that you come to in your in high school for a few minutes and then you leave. He told me at that time that it, there would be no way you would be an engineer. So that was my point that I knew I was going to be an engineer. So I followed, I, my purpose was nothing but about an engineer. But you know what? By the time I got to the top of that row and I had finished, I was sitting there and I said, you know what? Now what? And do you know what? When you're doing what you want to do and it's all about you, then guess what? You ask that same question. Now what? You know, I know that there's some great football players, and I'll tell you, Travis Blanks is a great football player. Man, he I watched him. I got chills watching him while he was playing his game when I was up in the in the bleachers actually calling the game. But do you know what? If Travis Blanks is not doing the will of God, Travis Blanks is going to come to a point where he's going to ask, now what? Which I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying that this is it. Travis Blanks is a cool brother of God, but that's the point, guys. We have to do what God wants us to do, all right? Christ fulfilled, and I'll say this. By the way, somebody open up their Bibles to Luke 2.49, please. And by the way, you know, you know, Christ did not just do this when he was older, when he was an adult. You know, sometimes people think that, you know, we need to start the will of God when we get grown. You know, I remember when uh, some of my friends and actually one of my cousins said, you know what? I will do what God wants me to do when I get older. You say that all the time to me. And the funny thing is, is that when he got older, he was like, well, you know, I'll do it tomorrow. And I'll do it tomorrow. And he's never gotten there. 
And now he's starting to move toward Christ and doing what God wants him to do. But look at all the wasted time he's had, guys. You know, the reason why I love what I do, you know, I've been in Nitro for three years. You know why? It's because I get the opportunity to talk to you right now. Right now. This is the best time. If you know what God's purpose is for your life right now, and not wait until you're 31, 35, 42, I mean 40-something, then you know what? God can use you right now. I didn't expect that to be right there. I was trying to do it on the side. He got me on that. And that is the purpose, guys. Our purpose is God's will. All right? Somebody read that. You can read it from the screen. I don't care. You know what? If you read the uh, the if you read in the King James version, it explains and it tells you that I have to be about my father's business. And the thing is, is guys, even at a young age, that Christ was about God's business. Okay, and we have to be the same way. When I think about all that we have to do now, now we already realize that. We have to have purpose, and our purpose is the will of God, all right? And what I start thinking about was, well, God, if this is your purpose for our lives, then you have to kind of give it. We need a roadmap to go through to make sure that we're doing what you want us to do. Now, now, mind you, if I wanted to go from here to Chicago, I would take, a, I can take the roads that my roadmap takes me on, but there are several different roads I can go. I can go up, what is this, I-10 to 65, and 65 goes right into, almost right into Chicago. I can go 10 other ways. But God has a specific path for you. So your path, Natalie, may not be the same as Shelly. You follow what I'm saying? It may, it may not. But God has a path for you. And with that, he has a road map. Where is his road map? Can anybody tell me where his road map is? Yes. The Word of God, guys. The Word of God. Very good. All right. To achieve God's purpose for our lives, I have, I'm going to take you on one road. Now, there are other things that you need to do, but tonight there are certain specific things I want to talk about. And the first one I want to talk about is we must live, go ahead and pull it up, live for Christ. Guys, living for Christ. Will somebody open up your Bible, and this is striving for holiness. Will somebody read Leviticus 19, 1 and 2? Leviticus 19, 1 and 2. In fact, while I got you here, will somebody else read 2 Peter 13, uh, 3, 18? Will you do that for me? Second Peter three eighteen. All right. I'm trying to see. All right. Well, somebody go ahead. If you have, who has uh, Leviticus? Does anybody have Leviticus? Leviticus nineteen two nineteen one and two. Okay, it can't come up here. Yes, ma'am. Go ahead and read it for me. Guys, God says in Leviticus that we must strive for holiness. Now, 
God says this, be ye holy, for I, your God, am holy. Now, let me ask this question to all you guys. Can we be holy? Are we perfect? Can we be perfect? Yes or no? Absolutely not, guys. Perfection is not something that we can do. In fact, let me tell you, it's so funny. If we talk about perfection, you know, if we don't have something, you know, if if you have, listen to this. If I have two, how many of y'all, now I'm going to get sciencey on you guys for a second. If I have a negative pole and or, or a north pole and a south pole, what do you think is going to happen when I get too close? They're going to come together, guys. Now, let me ask you this question. If I have a north pole and a south pole and I have a divider, a big divider between it, what's going to happen? It's going to stay separated. Good one. That's going to stay separated, guys. And you know what? Let me tell you like this. Christ is the divider. Because you know what? I can tell you this right now. When we talk about our sins, I mean, when we talk about trying to live holy, you know how you see those people. You know, and by the way, I, I was on, I went to Boston. I, I, was on to, I went to Boston last week. It's a great place to go. It's not cooler than it is here at night. It was hot as blue blazes in the daytime. But on my way back, I was on a plane. And on that, pl- I mean, I was in the airport in D.C., and when I was sitting in D.C., there I stood, and there was a monk or a priest or something sitting right in front of me, and he looked like Friar Tuck. If you ever seen Friar Tuck, he looked just like him. He had the full brown robe that came all the way down here. He had the small uh, rosary with the, with the cross on the bottom, and he had it, and he was sitting there walking like this. And it, boy, me and Tina looked. I looked at her. She looked at me. She's like, ooh, okay. And you know what? It's so funny because when you look at that, that looks kind of holy. If you, you know, you walk around like this, and if you hear about these guys, they actually walk and they sing and all that. But you know what? When you talk to, when you find out what God wants to do in your life, Let me tell you this, guys. There is a difference between looking and talking and exterior holy and trying to be that way and inward holiness. The difference is when you are in through Christ, guys, the outward, it comes out. When I say that, that sounds so crazy. But what what I'm saying is that when you are inwardly Working toward Christ, striving for Christ, guess what? The inward works out better than the outward. How many of y'all have ever seen, if you soak a sponge, or if you just dab a sponge out, is it, is it wet in the middle? No, if I, just, if, I, if I don't do anything but tap it on both sides, and where the exterior gets wet, and I just pick it up, the inside is still dry. And that's a lot of times what people's lives are. Their lives are on the outside where they're, you know, they look it, but when it's talking about on the inside, they have no change. And you know what? A lot of us can walk around and go to school in North Florida, and we can go to church at North Florida, and guess what? We're like the outside sponge. Not saying anybody in here, 
But the point is, is that if we're not letting God work on the inside, and guys, you don't work on the inside on Sunday morning. That is a funny, that used to be a myth. You know, you used to go to church, you go to church on two days a week. You go to church on Wednesday night, and you go to church on Sunday. I did the same thing. Well, I had one more day. I used to go on Thursday because my, my mom used to drag me to, to, uh, to choir. So I was in the choir, too. So I had three days I was in church. But you know what? I can tell you right now, the outside, I could look just like everybody else. But until I gave my life to Christ, and that is not, I was a Christian. I knew Christ. But guess what? Until I gave my life to Christ wholeheartedly, I was just walking around. I was like that dry sponge on the outside. I was like that picture that I, you see all the time. So I'm going to tell you guys, when we talk about living holy, that's what he asked for. Uh, somebody open your Bible to 2 Timothy 2.15. 2, I promise to get you all out as quick as I can. Second uh, Timothy 2.15. Anybody got it? Go ahead. Go ahead, Jacob. Guys, as we get to be strive for Christ, there has to be a communication. You know what? All of us have parents. And how many of us are really close to our parents? Raise your hand. I mean, you can be honest, you know, I'm not going to say, you know, if you got, he ain't got his hand up. No, put your hands down. If I don't communicate with my mom or my dad, do I, do I really have a good relationship with them? Nope. It, you know, it's so funny that um, I have a great relationship with my mom. I talk to her all the time. She'll call me in the middle of the day. I'm in the middle of something. I'm like, mom, I got to let you go. My dad and me, I mean, I love him to death. I have a good relationship with him, but we don't talk like that. You know, he may call me every once in a while when he wants something. No, I'm kidding. But he, he does. We talk, but we don't have that, that strong bond like me and my mom have. And the thing is, guys, in order to have a bond, you have to communicate. And that is huge. That is huge. Not only is it huge from the stand of, your, of you, because, you know, how many of us pray every day? Come on. All right. You didn't got to put your hand. You, if you don't pray every day. Well, the thing is, guys, if, if you take some time in order to know what God wants for you, you have to, one, you have to communicate. And if you want to tell God something that you're going through, then you have, and you have to communicate to him. So he has to communicate to you. I get that. He's got to communicate to you, and you got to communicate to him. And the communication from God to you comes through his word. So if you're not reading your, how many of us are reading at least one verse a day? Don't put your hands up. I didn't ask for it. I'm just telling you. If you're not reading at least one verse a day, hey, listen, and it's hard sometimes, I know. But you know what? If I'm not reading at least one verse a day, then I don't know what God is saying to me. You know, and you know, God does speak to our hearts. Don't get me wrong. You always tell you that. But it goes through the word. So what you have, what what speaks to your heart, you need to find out what God says, because God also says that the heart can be wicked. So you better be listening. When you listen, you better check. You know, you got to check your references. So and the other side is, is that you also have to pray. You have to find out what God has to say to you. All right. So the first time, the first thing we want to talk about is living and striving for Christ. 
When we grow in grace and knowledge through Jesus Christ, we study, we can do that by studying his word. All right. Point number two. And I don't know if you all are writing it. It doesn't matter uh, today. All right. The second thing is you got to uh, love like Christ. This is a big issue. I said I was going to park here for a minute. You know what? Does anybody know how many students are here at North Florida? How many? About 500? Okay. Okay, I'm going to break it down. How many students are in the middle school and high school approximately? Give me a wild number. About 500. Okay. So let me ask you a question because this is one of those things that after it's all said and done, after I finish saying what I have to say, I hope, you, I hope it ingrains in you because the most important thing that God wants to say to you is it says, and I want somebody, Drew, I want you to pull out your Bible and I want you to read this, this verse here. Um, it says Matthew 22, 7, 37 through 39. Read it. You got your, man. Okay, somebody else who's got, the, okay, you can read it on the board. Go ahead. All right. All right. Yes, you can, Justin. Go ahead. Boom. Guys, the first part of that verse is how many of us love the Lord? Raise your hand. You know, there's a song on my side. It says, I love the Lord. And we all sing it. We used to sing it when I was in church. And you know what? You ask everybody, they're like, I love the Lord. But you know what? If you start getting into the second half of that and you start talking about loving my neighbor, I'm talking about, I'm not talking about those people that, you know, are my friends. See, Betsy is my friend. But, you know, I don't know about this one right here. You know, forget that. You know, what What are you talking about? Uh, what? No, I can't talk to him. He, no, no. He he smells. Or no, uh, he's, um, you know, he, he's, uh, he's in middle school. Or no, you know, he, he kind of is a little different. You know what? It's so funny how when, when we say we love the Lord as we do and we're sitting there and we're praising the Lord, do you know what? God says in the second commandment, not the first, but the second, because the first one is to love him. You don't want to put anything over him, but the second one is to love your neighbor. Do you know what is so amazing? I walk, I have been around here, I have walked around this campus, and there are people here that I swear to you need somebody to love them. And I'm not talking about doing kumbaya and hugging and all that, but I'm telling you, if I walk up to this man right here and I say, hey man, how you doing? Good, good. How was your day today? Good. All right. Have a seat. I'm sorry. But the point is, guys, I know that sounds scary, and I don't expect you to do it quite like that. That's a little bit dramatic. But the point is, guys, there are so many students, even here in North Florida, here in North Florida, that need to hear from one of you. Why am I getting on you? Well, the reason why is because you're the ones that said that you love the Lord. If you tell if you didn't say you loved him, then, you know, I'd be like peace. But you said you love God. And if you love Christ like you say you love him, then guess what? 
This is something you got to do. He didn't say you kind of have to do it. He says you got to do it. And you can sit there and be like, I don't care. I don't care what he says. Me, I ain't doing that. But the funny thing is, guys, it doesn't take much to talk to God to people. I know it takes a lot because you're a, you're a teenager. Let me ask a question. What is? Give me one reason why we don't talk to folks. Give me one. Is because they're they're annoying. I heard that. Why, Justin? Okay, so you don't know who they, and that's a good one. Hey, you know what? A lot of them do that. Yes. You don't know. Hey, you know what? That's probably the best one. You don't know what they might say. Let me ask you this. You know what? It's kind of funny. I'm in Boston. I'm in Boston. Been there for a week. All right. I'm on the L. I'm on the train, and it is smoky and fuely and stinky down there. And this guy who smells walks over to me and he asked me, hey, can I have a dollar? Now, in Boston, that is a no-no. You don't give folks money. But here I am. I go in there and I walk over to him and I say, Jesus loves you. That's all I said. And he looked at me. As I said, God has just come down and given you a million dollars because the money that I gave him was only a little bit. It was the fact that I spoke to him. There was so many people on the on the on the whatever you call it, the platform. There were so many people and he walked around to everybody and they were like this. And one person spoke to him. But you know what? After that one person, after I did it, then somebody else came over and gave him something. And somebody else came over and gave him something. But see, I didn't care about that part. All I wanted to do was tell him I'm doing this not for, I'm doing this because I love you in Christ. That's why I told him. I was like, God loves you. Christ is the only way. That's all I did. I mean, and with that, you know what? Do you know... I couldn't have done anything else because, see, that was the purpose of that of that of that meeting. Do you understand? I wasn't here. I didn't have my Bible. I couldn't whip my Bible out and start talking and preaching them. And the point is, guys, you don't have to do that either. That is not your point. Your purpose is not necessarily to pull whip out your Bible and give them the whole gospel of John. Your point is to take one minute. And I say, Nick, how you doing today? Everything good? Good deal. You know Christ loves you. All right. And that's the whole idea. I'm parking here because, guys, this year I challenge you. You know, everybody gives a challenge, but I'm giving a real challenge. You know, it's funny because I forgot all about Barf Week. But you know what? Here's my challenge to you. Don't just bring one of your friends that you normally bring. Bring somebody that you would not. It would be the farthest from your mind. Walk up to them and say, hey, you know what? On Wednesday night, we're going to be in fuel. Can you imagine that? You say, hey, you know, I really want you to be there. Do you know what will happen? You don't. But you know what? You've got to try. Hey, they may say no. They say, no, I don't want to go there. But you know what? How do you know unless you try? I wish I had a picture 
of uh, how many of you all how many of you want to have your, your how many of you all have your driver's license already? Raise your hand. Okay. Put your hands down. L- let me ask you this. If I'm in my car, all right, here it is, here it is, guys. I'm in my car. Turn the car on. Alright. I stick my foot on the pedal. What happens to the car? It wears out the engine, but the car does the car move? No. Guys, you gotta put some action in it, and your action is to put it in drive. Guys, the way God wants you to do this. I literally mean this. I know I'm, I'm, I'm having fun with this, but I really want you to understand that without your action, that one point, you remember I said God's will? God, your will has to be God's will. God can be telling you about that one person, but you've got to be listening. If you are not listening to what God has to say and you just shrunk it off because, hey, I don't know that person, guess what? That is one thing God was looking for you to do. You don't know what could happen. So, guys, I really, I, I, I challenge you for Barf Week, choose somebody that you don't know and bring them. And, I, I mean, I wish I could say that I, I would give you an iPod or something like that, but that ain't going to happen. I ain't got no money. I'm broke. So, it, it, but the point is, guys, in heaven, you set up treasures in heaven. You know what? Treasures in heaven, that's what you want. All right, I've talked enough. Uh Somebody uh, uh, open your Bible to 1 John chapter 4, verse 20. Put it up on the board. Somebody read it from there, please. Go ahead, Justin. Guys, that's God. I mean, I didn't say it. It wasn't me. It was him. And I can tell you right now, if right now you recognize that God is looking at you, he sees, where does God look at? Does he look on the outside? No. He looks at your heart, and guys, he knows your motive. He knows if you're going to do it or not, and he knows your motive. And guess what, guys? If we say that we love God, and we all said we do, and yet we do this, we make a mockery. Because guess what? God, you can't love God and then say you, ha- you don't like your friend. Well, I don't like him. I don't want to tell him because you know what? Your friend needs to know Christ, or that person needs to know Christ just like anybody else. In fact, if you like your friend or don't like your friend, they need to know Christ. All right. All right, last point, guys, and then I'm going to shut up. Preach salvation through Christ, guys. You know, I want somebody to open up to 2 Timothy 4, 1, uh, 1 through 5, and the other one, somebody else open Matthew 28, 18 through, I'll get to let you do it, Nick, and Matthew 28, 18 through 19. Um, guys, you know, the reason why we talk about everything I talked about tonight is because there was a motive to it. It's a purpose behind it. You know, we have to look inward to deal with us. All right? Then secondly, we work to love our neighbors. Because you know what I'm going to tell you? 
if you don't have a relationship with your neighbor, how in the world can you talk to them about Christ? Isn't that the point? Somebody read those verses. Go ahead and read 2 Timothy. Go ahead. I gave it to Nick. I gave it to Nick. I'll let you do the second one, I guess. Go ahead. Stop that right there. Appreciate it. Guys, let me say this to you. When I was in Boston, and, I'm, and I'll tell you this, I did, a, I did some research because, you know, you got to have a little research when you do this. In 1990, in the United States, we were 87% Christian, supposedly, the calling of Christian, all right? Right now, as of 2010, it's 73%. But let me explain to you. When we say 73%, that's 73% of every religion that calls themselves Christian. I remember there was a time that Christian was the in fad. Does anybody else remember that? I remember when it was a, when somebody said, hey, what are you? You say, hey, I'm a Christian. Not really even knowing what Christian was. Hey, yeah, I'm a Christian. Well, how do you, how do you know you're a Christian? Now the word Christian has Christ in it. It's like, well, you know, I live good. What? That ain't Christian. I ain't heard nothing about it. But it became that. That became the fad. Well, you know what? People are starting to turn the other way. And they said that the the people, the group called non-religion is growing rapidly here in the United States. I told this to Pastor Jesse last Sunday. No, Sunday before last, I was sitting in Boston Sunday morning. Sunday morning... I went to look for a church to go to church on Sunday morning. I could not find one. Okay? And I could tell you this. There were more people in the park. I, we were, our hotel was right across the street from uh, an Episcopalian church, which was right there. It was, it was a church, a building. But do you know, there were more people out in the park at 9 o'clock in the morning throwing frisbees, playing with their dogs, having fun, doing all these things at 9 o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning. Let me tell you guys, and I said this and I was going to tell you, living in the South, know this, it is, you, everybody goes to church here, not everybody, but not a lot of people. Up there, you are the absolute minority. And when I say minority, you're probably in the slim pickings. So why do I say all this, guys? You know, as you grow up, as you go through this, we, we talk about purpose. Our purpose is to do God's will. And part of God's will is to preach the word. Guess what? You can't sit in your house and pre well, you can sit in your house and preach the word, but the folks in Boston can never will never hear you unless you are Pastor Ray and we put them on satellite somewhere. Guys, it takes us 
which is right now you are young, but at some point as God grows you, that you will have the opportunity to go to other places. But you've got to start right here. Second verse. Well, who did I get to do the second one? Go ahead, Drew. Read the second verse for me. It's on the screen, dude. No, 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 that was, uh, it was Matthew. Sorry, dude. <laughs> I saw it before. It was up there. Go ahead. Jesus came and said, all, uh, said to them, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Guys, if we are spending time with God, we are striving for holiness. If we are working to to speak and, and grow relationships with our friends, Guess what? The friends that don't know Christ, it is so much easier to talk to them. So much easier to talk to them. Let's pray, guys.